0: Okay, hey, everybody, welcome to the Sweat and Slay podcast. I'm your girl, Takaya Shepherd, the host, and this is the second episode, and I have a guest, you guys, and I met her through a mutual friend, and we had this bomb conversation Super Bowl Sunday, and so I had to get her on here, and I want her to introduce herself, so go ahead. Hello,
1: my name is Chandra Jackson Pickett, better known as
0: Shine. Yes, okay, so Shine has a huge, incredible story that... Y'all don't want to miss out on this, but for Icebreaker, I just wanted her to get to, y'all get to know her better. And so we're going to play a game, Sweat or Slay. Now, for all my viewers who know me, that is my hashtag, okay? Because I sweat and I slay, okay? And so <laughs> for my podcast, like we are going to, I'm going to bring up some topics and I'm going to ask Sean, are you going to slay it you are you going to sweat it? Okay, so when you sweat it, that means it's something that we got an issue, a problem, it's something that she feels and if she's slaying it, it's something that she do on instinct because she slays it, okay? All right, so. <laughs> Gone on, <sale. laughs> all, right. all right. All right, so, like I said, Kobe, that's my boy. So are you sweating or slaying? It?
1: I'm definitely sweating that because that was a that was a tragedy um, for all nine people who lost their lives. That was a tragedy. Right.
0: So. Y'all, big ups to Kobe. Now, all right, so. If we going with basketball or football, what are you doing, sweating or slaying? It?
1: I'm doing football. Uh, I'm I'm slaying.
0: You slaying? Football? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So let's see. If we doing gastric bypass or tummy tuck, you sweating or slaying? Which one?
1: Lord oh, Jesus, that's that's <laughs> that's both. I'm sweating <laughs> and slaying. I. I'm sweating the gastric bypass and I'ma slay the tummy. Come toe. on. We're gonna get into all that. <laughs> right?
0: Okay. Alright, so now we're gonna go into another segment called This or That. So I'm gonna ask Chandra which one does she prefer. Alright, Walmart or Target.
1: Walmart. Sorry. <laughs> Walmart.
0: Okay. Um, let's see. Ooh, Gucci or Louis Baton. Um, I
1: would probably I would probably go with Gucci.
0: Okay, what yeah. you talking about Gucci? the colors yes me too i like the colors. uh-huh yes okay um let's see oh two-story house oh wide wow. layout
1: give me the two-story okay I, yeah. I like to have that um run away from me type thing if my husband get on my nerve. like you literally can go to another level <laughs> and not even be on the same level floor floors me so yeah two-story
0: okay two-story yeah. all right let's see Let's see, lean or curvy? I
1: need to be curvy. Okay, hello. I need curvy. I need curvy.
0: Okay, all right, so I hope that helped you get loose because we're finna get into a topic, y'all. Now, we are doing the good, the bad, and the ugly of gastric bypass. Now, a lot of people will not even tell you that they got surgery. They'll come back, hop on Instagram, be posing, looking snatched, okay, quote unquote. But there's a lot of things that a lot of people need to know. And that's why I had her come on here because she's been through it all. And we're going to just start off by, again, letting you guys know about Shine. She's a mom, she's a wife, she got hobbies, she got
1: goals. And so I just want you to just tell them a the background about you. Um, like she said, I am. I'm a, a mom of uh, seven. We have a blended family yes. me and my husband. We have. Fourteen grandbabies, so I, I'm, a, I'm a nanny as well. <laughs> I'm a nanny as well to quite a few out there. Um, from Cleveland, Ohio, Come moved on Cleveland. to Houston last year, May. So it's coming up on a year. Um, things have been going pretty good, but you know, it's it's an adjustment. Right. Um, moving moving away has definitely um, taught me a, a thing or two. Um, before I before I moved, I had my eating and everything under control. Mm-hmm. So I I thought and I was working out on regular, but things happen. Life happens, and you know, right? Down spirals, mm-hmm. down spirals.
0: Okay, so let's go back to when did you have your first child? Because you said you got seven. So your first child. My first child uh-huh. was 04. 04.
1: because she'll be thirty this year.
0: Okay, yes. and so. <laughs> <laughs> so the first baby, your snapback game
1: was it was strong, it was strong, <laughs> and um, she was premature. So I had her at a little over six months, mm-hmm. but snapback game was strong. Right. My second child, uh-huh. he was born in 90, um, 93. Mm-hmm. Snapback game was strong. Come I was on. always a like a size seven eight, and what I say, I was a seven eight, thick in the waist, cute in the face. That was come me. on,
0: Coke bottle. So,
1: yes, ma'am. <laughs> The third child, you let them people talk you into some birth control. Please do your research on that too. Mm-hmm. Don't just take any birth control that, that's on the market at that time. Mm-hmm. And at that time was the um, Depo shot. Right. That's where I started to gain weight, and mm-hmm. when I tell you that weight came on and would not leave. Yeah. I went from that size seven, eight, nine, ten, shot up to a fourteen, then to an eighteen, and it was like literally overnight. Like blink your eyes, and I was. Heavier than I've ever ever yeah. been.
0: Yeah, okay. So, you um, say so you're from Cleveland. You have kids. Um, the third child was that child where you recognized that everything was going down here from there, right?
1: With the weight, yes
0: right? And ma'am. Okay. And then
1: surgery. Okay.
0: So after the third child, that's when you went to consultation.
1: No. Okay. After the third, after my third child, I, I tried many different methods okay. to lose weight. Right. Um, I tried... um. Pills, like the Adipax. Uh-huh. Um, I tried Ignite Plus. Uh-huh. Um, and things did work. Some things worked, but the weight never stayed off. Right. So, um, when I made up my mind about surgery was, was many years later. Okay. It was. It was many years later. And I made up my mind about surgery because... Every time I went to the doctor, it seemed like a different illness was found as I was getting older. Right. Like, I have asthma now. Uh-huh. Didn't develop that until I was in my late 20s. Right. You know, going in, going close to 30. Like, where did this come from? Right. Um, high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I had high cholesterol at one point. Right. Um, developed arthritis. Mm-hmm. And then that it's been moving around. So, a lot of things turned me to the surgery because of the benefits of... The high, the uh, definitely high cholesterol mm-hmm. and high blood pressure. Right. Leaving once that weight was off of me, uh-huh. I had water on this knee, mm-hmm. and losing the weight would you know help benefit that. Right. So the water can start flowing properly, you know, over that knee. So it was, it was definitely a lot of benefits mm-hmm. to having the surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that it's not, right. but you really do have to do more research than in nowadays it's. It's definitely more information out there than what it was when okay. I had mine back in 2011. Right. Because this is 2020 now. So that was what? About to be what? Nine years? Right. Yeah. You know? Okay. So.
0: All right. So. You did all these other methods before you even went to go try... This was like your last result, basically. Yes. Yeah. Surgery was my last, last result.
1: I was fed up. I was tired. Right. Like... And it just wasn't me. Right. It just wasn't me. And that my weight was too heavy for my body. Right. For my, for my structure because, you know, it just wasn't me. So, that's why I turned to surgery.
0: Right. Okay. So, at the consultation, when you went in, what walk us through that.
1: Okay. You... For one, you, of course, you have to get approved for surgery mm-hmm. um, by your, through your insurance and, um, you know, by the means of you being able to, if you have to, you know, pay out of pocket, you have to be healthy enough to have surgery. Like, mm-hmm. you got to have a certain um, BMI, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, I'm anemic as well, so my blood levels had to be... Uh, um, to a certain point, so I had to take make sure I was taking iron pills. Mm-hmm. But along with them iron pills, you gotta take stool softeners. Mm-hmm. You know because iron can make your bowels um, hard. So it's it, it was a lot of prep for surgery. So right. you go in you go in for a consultation. Right. Of course they're gonna go over every inch of what um, your illness is. Make sure that you can you know get the surgery right and everything. And what they tell you, they do tell you. Okay, you going to give you a list, uh, mm-hmm. a paper. You're going to have to take vitamins for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, a multivit- multivitamin, B12, um, some calcium. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's fine. You right. need, you should probably you take should probably be taking multivitamins anyway. Right. But things that are not like really told in in the consultation and maybe that's why they have these groups out here because you You only learn from either what you go through or what somebody else went through right is when you get a a good Understand. understanding of of things but mm-hmm. they don't tell you how like when you're a kid, they tell you drink milk drink milk for your bones for mm-hmm. your teeth and things like that when you have this surgery it it um you're 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 depleting things that you that your body need like you're not going to get enough calcium you're not going to get enough um vitamins and nutrients and minerals you're not going to get enough of that because your stomach whichever surgery you get your stomach is going to get either to take smaller or tightened up mm-hmm. the sleeve however your stomach is going to end up being smaller right. so you're not going to be digesting the nutrients you need to make sure your teeth is not falling out before they're supposed to mm-hmm. um Having these, you know, issues, your um, they don't, they don't really tell you like your hair can fall out right after surgery, Mm -hmm. um, because you're not getting enough nutrients right, you know, so your hair can fall out. Um, you can have the your nails can be um become discolored
0: right.
1: Only thing the thing that really happened with me with surgery, I developed ulcers, Mm. and I developed ulcers because I used to have um. Heavy menstrual. So mm-hmm. I would take aspirins mm-hmm. and things like that. So w- once you have that surgery, it's Tylenol. Mm. It's, it's Tylenol. And we all know Tylenol is supposed to be the better thing, but it doesn't work all, all the, the time, time for the pain. Right. So, and, you know, ibuprofen or Advil mm-hmm. works better, and you want to take that, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to get away from those things because I develop ulcers um, from yeah. taking too many aspirins. Right. Like, so... and and it's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. change for sure like the surgery it was a great benefit i will not i'm not saying that i'm not saying like it wasn't good for me because it was but also it was things that like i said i wish i would have known i wish i would have known that i'm gonna have probably end up having dental problems which i did Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i can develop ulcers so much easier right which I, you know, which I did. Mm-hmm. Also, with surgery, be be extra careful because you can also get pregnant super fast mm-hmm. after having surgery and losing so much weight. Right. Um. So that's that's just that's just some of the things that you don't really get warned about, and you don't think about those things until it happens to you. Right. You know, until it happens to you.
0: So. When you went to the consultation, did you have written out questions for them? Or was it more of like you wanted to go in and have a dialogue conversation and have questions come up as the person was speaking to you?
1: That's how the consultation went. I okay. didn't have any questions to ask them because I had did my research online so mm-hmm. you know so to speak right by um looking up the surgery and how long it takes right. and you know what the complications can be and definitely one is you can die that's from any right. surgery uh-huh. you know that you cannot wake up right um, after you know having anesthesia and everything like right. that so it was more so doctor talking to me telling wish. me what can happen mm-hmm. and what i would need to do mm-hmm. and i was just like okay Mm -hmm. that's that's about right that's what i read right you know from reading online um Mm -hmm. and everything getting the information so i didn't really have questions because i thought they knew everything they did and me too from Mm -hmm. just me reading online Mm -hmm. about the surgery
0: so what do you think that people who are considering surgery should join these support groups prior to yes
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. If you can get in a support group before surgery, Mm -hmm. definitely do that. Mm -hmm. If you can stay in one, even if you you get into one and you can stay in one, that probably was one of my downfalls. I did not stay. I did not go to a support group before surgery. Mm -hmm. I did not go to a support group after surgery. Mm -hmm. I did join a Facebook um, group, but... That's not the same thing right. as being Amidia. in other um, somebody else's face who's who's truly been through that, been through what you've been through, and you can have that one-on-one conversation or right. however many people in the room you can ask questions that you know other people because people experience different things and right. some people may be experiencing the same thing that and, you are, mm-hmm. but how are they dealing with it versus how you're mm-hmm. dealing with mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely good to join a support group even before you had the surgery if you're considering it.
0: Wow, okay. Um, Another thing is when, how did you um, make the decision to say, this is right for me? Was it the cost? Was it the health coverage that helped you um, convince you? Like, was it feasible for you? How did you overall make your decision? What impacted you to say, I'm doing this?
1: Well, what impacted me was, like I said, every year I went to the doctor right. and I had a new illness. Right. And then with my insurance, mm-hmm. once they cleared me and they was paying for it, right. I was like, okay, it's all a go. Right. I had to lose a certain amount of weight. Mm-hmm. I had to get my BMI down, mm-hmm. so, you know, to a certain number. Right. So I was like, okay, it's a go. Right. Like, I don't want high blood pressure anymore. I don't yeah. want that. you know, high cholesterol. Like, I want, I want to be able to walk two, three miles without... You know, passing out like right. I just wanted to be more healthier. Right. And then in what 2000 when I had it, uh-huh. shucks, my was Jalen born yet? Yeah, yeah, my first um grandson. Like uh-huh. I wanted to be there for my kids and mm-hmm. you know my grandson at the time. Right. Going into you know she was about to have a second one. I believe Deron was about to be born. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a it's different aspects right. that just. It it was, at the time, and I'm not saying I wouldn't do it again, but I would definitely have, I mean, I wouldn't go through surgery again, but if I hadn't had it and the knowledge I have now, I will still do it, but I would definitely take the measures that I need to take and get more educated on everything and join that support group and make sure I'm in it for the long haul. Right. Because your stomach can stretch back out Mm
0: -hmm. when
1: you start eating things that you should not be eating Mm
0: -hmm.
1: your stomach can stretch back out and that's one of the things that i'm dealing with as well right now
0: okay so and uh, the reason why i ask is because i feel like a lot of people they know they have health problems they know they need to get something done or they need to be proactive in some type Mm -hmm. of measure to but it might be a cost that's you know, that's deterring them to say, oh, mm-hmm. I, I can't do this or their medical uh, insurance is not, not strong. enough. Yeah, that right. coverage is not solid enough for them to be able to be feasible for them. So I was just like, what was it? For, but you said the everything was pretty much good, but you just had to motivate yourself to get your BMI together, your weight together uh-huh. and be cleared for surgery,
1: Yes, to be cleared for it.
0: Okay. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a part two. And in part two, I really want to dive deep into after the surgery because right now we, we're setting it up and we're just telling people your overall story. We're telling them how you got into it, but they need to know what happened afterwards. And okay. I think that's that's the real testament of this podcast today is that what happened afterwards that you can be an advocate for the people if they're thinking about surgery and either, even if they're not getting the gastric, getting surgery in general, the recovery process is pretty much the same because your body has went through so much trauma. Mm-hmm, and so, absolutely. So that's something that we're going to talk about. So y'all stay tuned for part two. Sandra, gast- gastric bypass, the good, bad, and the ugly. Bye, guys. <laughs> Podcast, it's your host, Jakai Shepard, and... Chandra Jackson Pickett. Yes, and we talk about the good old gastric bypass. This is part two, and you want to go back and look at the replay of part one on the podcast. Part one has there also on the Sweat and Slate podcast. Um, but we want to just hop right into it. Um, so she discussed what happened before she went in to her for a doctor's visit to clear her for the surgery, and now we're gonna talk
1: about the surgery and what happens afterwards so all right what happened once i have surgery um then the healing process takes place i was in the hospital for i think about four days um it's it's a pain it surgery is not a walk in the park it is definitely a pain um go home everything is everything is going good um you have to, you know, try to walk. The best thing you can do is try to walk it down because you get a lot of gas in your stomach. So you have to try to walk it down to keep it moving because you do not want it to sit. So Okay, that,
0: so when you say walking down, does that mean you actually physically walking or are you massaging? Yes. Physically okay. walking. Physically you are physically
1: walking. I was physic I had to get up out that bed and start walking after day two of being in the hospital. It was not just laying in the bed, take the pain pain meds. No you have to let that gas move around that's building up because they they put gas in there to um, help them move stuff out the way for the surgery, oh. if that makes sense.
0: Okay, so no. during the surgery they put the gas in there?
1: Yeah, they, okay. put, they put some in there okay. to help, I guess, move other organs out the way so they could do what they have to do. Oh, wow. And so you have to walk that out and, and move it out. So literally like after like day two, I was up, and I had to walk some.
0: Okay, so before you went home, what was the process that they did through the surgery? So what did they do? Like, did they explain I, to you what they did in your body?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had... um it's like three little incisions. Okay. And that's how they went in and did what they did. They didn't have to slice me open like a C-section or anything. Okay. Um it was just three little incisions that okay. they did like one over here, one here, and one here, and that's how they went in and did everything. Two on the side, one so, in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was what they call a microscopic or something. Yeah. Um so it I mean it, it wasn't it wasn't bad in that matter. It's just the it absence. hurts the pain, mm-hmm. you know, the pain that you're feeling and and everything afterwards. But Going through, I probably lost, I wanna say, even in the hospital, just for those four days, I think I was down like close to like fifteen pounds. In like, two days. In in the four days. Oh, four days. Yeah, the four days. Four days. Okay. I think I was down like fifteen pounds before I even left the hospital. It was, oh, wow. it was somewhere like that. So it, it was a drastic amount. It was uh-huh. a drastic amount. It took me to get down to I got down the lowest weight I got down to was like hundred and fifty three.
0: Okay, so where were you before? So from
1: I my highest weight was three oh five.
0: So you started at three oh five before the surgery?
1: Yes. And, and I you, got down to hundred and fifty three. Whoa. When I got down to it, let me see I had surgery in twenty eleven and I got down to like one fifty three like by twenty thirteen. So I two years. Yeah, like in two years. You dropped
0: over one hundred and fifty pounds? Yes. Oh wow.
1: And I was living my best life. I was, I mean, you know, I was feeling good. I was married and, mm-hmm. you know, I married everything. So it was like, okay, I'm getting my life back. Because I was always that girl to, I, I, I dress nice, keep keep my hair, keep my face. But once I was gaining weight it started gaining weight and it was like I couldn't get rid of it, my momentum dropped down. Mm-hmm. Now, its it's not, it wasn't so much about... I care what somebody else thought right. about how I looked. It was, I care how I look. Right. So, but and, but I would just, big old t-shirts, sweatpants for the longest.
0: Okay, so that's big. Hold on. So you said you did it for you. It mm-hmm. wasn't for nobody else. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as soon as you gained the weight, your self-care went with it.
1: Yes. Yes, so yes it did. So you
0: just, big t-shirts covering up. Nothing was sexy, confident about you. It's just your weight was equaling. How you feel about yourself, and it was starting to show on the
1: outside. Yeah. Yes. It. Okay. Yes, it did. Okay. Yes, it did, and that that was all bad. So that that is one of the major reasons what motivated me as well for surgery. But like I said, afterwards, mm-hmm. go through the motion, and doing I'm I'm doing great. Like I I didn't even expect to get down that small. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. And doing good, but guess what? You 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 teeter off and say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna have this um, I'm gonna have this McDonald's today. I'm gonna have this Burger King, and it's like once you eat something that I'm not really saying like you can't eat eat these things, but you have to do things in moderation. If you right. still like sweets, you're not going to be able to just gouge and indulge in cake and sweets and Debbie's and stuff like that because it's gonna bring those triggers back. Right. That they were. You know, the surgery was trying to help you get rid of by making your stomach smaller. Right. It, it makes you um, not be able to really eat um, sweets. Like, you, you shouldn't really be able to eat sweets because it, th- it it's called dumping. Mm. And it's very, very painful when you go through it. Mm. Like, it's bent over in pain. So, but if you keep doing it here and there your body will get used to it and then mm. there you go you're off eating sweets again because mm-hmm. your body is starting to let you accept it again right so you have to definitely do what they t- do what they tell you to do so you when really you do. dump
0: dumping is basically putting in the harmful food that you know you all supposed yes, to eat yes and, and your it's...
1: body is trying to get rid of it but it takes you through such a horrible process and pain to get rid of it. So you really And that is
0: that as a result of the surgery or okay that's the surgery. That's the result
1: of the surgery. So I went through that. I did have some dumping because Mm. I am a cake person. I love cake. Buttercream icing I love cake. So I went through the dumping process of the um surgery. So this is some of my my post um surgery what I'm talking about. Right. Um I went through that and then like like I'm saying just life happens. So going, everything is going good. I'm down. I went, I got all the way down to a size eight
0: mm, from a size,
1: so, from a size 22, 22
0: to eight
1: y'all 22 to okay. a size eight.
0: Now 22 to eight, They took you two years to get down. To yes. That okay. Took me
1: about two years.
0: All right. So, so all right. So now we at 2011 to 2013. Yes.
1: All right. Everything's going good. Let's see. It's 2013. I'm down to like my lowest. Give it about 2016 is when life was like, pop. Mm. And you, de- you, you jump back into your old habits. And that's when I started gaining a little bit of weight, you know, just a little bit. Like I didn't, I didn't get, but I had gained probably like about, I got up to like, probably like 170 something in 2016. So about three, like three years after I've lost all that weight. I gained a little bit of a little bit of it back because life happens. Right. And if you're not still in control of your situation as far as when it comes to food, I look for food for comfort. Let let me just tell you. I look for food to comfort for comfort when I'm going through things. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So just you know, a little bit like okay, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. I I'll, I'll you know, I'll get it back off. I'm still nice, nicely shaped. I'm still only a size ten. I hadn't really went anywhere. And more time goes on. More things happen in life. When I'm saying life things, I'm talking about deaths unexpected. Um, my younger son getting locked up. Mm-hmm. I, I, nobody would expect that. And it's like, you know, it's it's hard. You know, it's it's hard. It's not a walk in the park when, right. you, when you're going through things. And, you, and I let it get to me. Mentally, I definitely let it get to me. And my, my mental made me feel like I'm going to eat what I want to eat. And I also had a, I will tell you this, do not ever think that the surgery is the begin and end all. It's not, it's only a two, it's Mm -hmm. only there to help you. Right. And at one point I knew that, but at some point I got it in my head that I can do what I want to do. I can eat what I want to eat and I'm gonna steal and I'm gonna lose this weight back. I'm just gonna lose it back because I had the surgery. I don't even know why I got that in my head because I knew that that was not true. I knew that my stomach can get stretched out, and which is something I did because I let life happen and I just was going with the flow and wasn't taking care of myself anymore. Be- before, before I got to that mental state, I was working out every day, mm-hmm. like five days. I would do two a days. I was. I don't. I don't run, but I. I What I call trot. I trot five miles with no problem. Mm -hmm. Like, it was really, it it was going good. But when things happen, this is where you end up. You know, you end up gaining that weight back. Plus, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not nowhere near heavy as I was. But I'm still not where I used to be. Right. You know, some, some years ago. So now I have to get the weight back off me.
0: Right. Okay. So let's walk through... The emotional eating, because a lot of people can relate to that, but a lot of people don't understand the process in which you your mind tells you or triggers you to say, instead of me internalizing it, I'm just gonna eat, right? Some people don't get that because it's such a disconnect for some people, and that is a lot of people's reality. Is that that's just how you think? And I, was, the best way I can describe it is because. I go through a lot of these, uh, workups with my clients. Okay. So a lot of fitness and the way you feel about yourself and you think about yourself is a psychological process. And so people don't know that a lot of foods can trigger you. So like when you take in sugars, when you uh-huh. deplete yourself with sugars, it does something neurologically to you. And a lot of people don't get that. that They'd be like, Oh, I got a sugar craving. No, it's, it's either the depleting of sugar Or it's the over-exaggerating of eating of the sugar so your your, uh, glucose and your blood gets low. So a lot of people get diabetic that way. A lot of people get pre-diabetic that way. And it's just a spiral that people continuously go through. And so I just wanted to see, um, like, in your mind, because, like, okay, for instance, when we were kids, the first thing that they would do for our birthdays was feed us a birthday cake. Right, right, and so that's a symbol of celebration. That's a symbol of good time. Gathering with your friends around food is Americanized. That's what we do. Absolutely, and so you you get ingrated in this system that tells you that if you love me, you're gonna give me food. You know, or if, if you like me, you're gonna take me on a date. We're not going to the park to walk. We're going to eat food. So we're customized to this tradition of having food as being our support or our happy
1: place. Uh Uh-huh, definitely the happy place.
0: Right? And so, but when you look up, it's like the quality of the food that you eat, it sends you in the opposite direction of where you really want to go. And so, I just wanted just to normalize that because people tend to get in a place where they feel like they're invincible. Or people who genes genetically let them be skinny even though they're being toxic in their eating habits just because it shows on somebody does not mean that they don't have that emotional eating problem. And right. so I, w- I, want, I just want to tell the viewers and the people that are listening to her that m- may not have this problem or this situation that occurs in their life where they um, they gravitate towards food in, in a very trying time in their life, it's, it's a real thing. And that you should not feel defeated or discouraged Or like you're a bad person or you're harming yourself because you haven't made the right decisions. because that is really a psychological, like an eating disorder is real. And emotional eating is just as real as somebody who has bulimia or anorexic or doesn't do these things where they eat or they deplete themselves to eating or they eat too much. It's almost the same thing psychologically. So I just wanted to tell people and put that break right there and make, make it a, a thing where people can actually open up the dialogue and conversation in their own households when they listen to this podcast or this YouTube channel that you are not alone in the fact that eating is your comfort because it's real. Yes,
1: and, it is. Yeah. All right. Yes, it is.
0: So sorry, I had to tell you all that because as, as, as a fitness person and as a woman and knowing these things, I just could not let that break go where, you, where we talk about this. And you don't really harness the fact that eating emotionally is a real thing and it is almost like a disease because the food that we eat, it it ingrains in your mind that if you don't have it, then it does something to you emotionally and it does something to you physically. And it makes you feel like, you know, I don't have my comfort. I don't have my safe place. I'm not happy anymore. It does that. So, all right, go ahead. That's (laughs) That's
1: absolutely true. What she said is absolutely true. And like I said, just to reiterate what I said, that before I let my eating get out of control, I knew that surgery was just a tool to help me get where I needed to be as far as being healthy first and then having the, the body type that I wanted one, uh, again, mm-hmm. you know. But at some point, like I said, when life when life was happening, and, and it, life don't stop. It doesn't stop because you go through something. I let my mind... Tell me, oh, you had surgery. You can eat what you want to eat, and you gonna end up, you'll lose it. You'll lose the weight. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I don't know why. I Let my mind tell me that when I knew better. Mm-hmm. But because I was going through these things, I wasn't focused on the now or the or the future of of my future body, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, not being what what I was used to at that time. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about oh, you gonna gain weight. And and, you know, I was just thinking like I had surgery. I'm gonna eat what I want to eat because I'm feeling this way today, and this is what I want. And I lose the weight, I work out, and get it off. But no, once it starts coming back on, it's like a down spiral. If you don't like truly get it, get control of it, Mm -hmm. and get your mental state back to where it was, it's it's not going to happen. So. I'm working my way up to that. Mhm. I, I mean, I'm I'm there, but I still I still have I still got my demons. Right. I still got my demons. So. Right. Okay, so let's
0: talk about um how has it affected or has it affected your relationship? Cuz I know we talked about it a little bit. But with your husband going into the surgery, after the surgery, has it affected the way that y'all had conversations about it, or how you feel about yourself, or anything? Mm,
1: honestly, no. Mm-hmm. My husband has always loved me the way I was, the way I am, and everything like that. What, mm-hmm. But what I will say is something that my husband does that I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. Okay, I, I know I need to get back. I know I need to get back healthy. Mm-hmm. I want to get back down to my size tens. I need to get back healthy. But my husband has tough love, like. Mm-hmm. Um, working out far as working out or eating, like if I'm definitely eating something that he feels I shouldn't be mm-hmm. like, instead of talking to me mm-hmm. about it, he wants to tell me mm-hmm. that's why that's, oh, I'm sorry, my eyes itching. That's why, you, um, you, you gaining weight because of this, like it's, he's not very, he's not very in, encouraging mm-hmm. he thinks he he thinks he's he is but uh-huh. he's not right he's, he's only making me matter and uh-huh. makes me want to eat more eat more uh-huh. right eat, like don't don't do, that. don't do that don't talk to me about I don't I know I gain weight I right. know that but if I want something right now just leave me alone so <laughs> but that that's that's me and him when it comes to my weight it's not it's not so much as Oh, I don't like how you look or mm-hmm. nothing like that. It's nothing like that. Right. It's just he doesn't know how to be encouraging. <laughs> and I think that
0: that's the thing I want to point out the most is that your love language was probably different. You know, like he thought that he was encouraging you or trying to motivate you to stop, but that was only triggering you.
1: Uh-huh. Only to do it more. To do it more.
0: Yeah, and I and I think that too if women are listening and even trying to lose weight because this is with any relationship because Terrence does that a lot like it's just depending on how he feel that day he might just tell me straight up and I just be like don't do that so like what is your advice for somebody who is trying to lose weight or had surgery like any type of weight loss surgery what would be your advice to the spouses when it comes to the support of a woman who is going through the process or it may have you may, say even a man yeah, even, even a, man. a man your spouses what would you recommend them to do as far as supporting you i'm talking about emotionally physically whatever the case may be what's your gems
1: for them definitely be supportive as all outdoors be that be their number one fan whether they're doing good today or bad today, mm-hmm. because everybody had their off days. Be their number one support system. Let let them know that they can they can talk to you if they're if they feel like something is going on that um, they they were not expecting, like um, like the dental issues or you know ulcers. Go go to the appointments with them. Go to the group um, with them because you need you know you learn you as to learn much too. about the surgery as your partner did so guess what maybe you know in the future if you do see your partner going in the wrong direction know how to talk to them mm-hmm. and be encouraging and not talking to them mm-hmm. you, know, you know you you don't talk at somebody right. because nobody listens that way right you know so just just be just be there for them and learn as much as about the procedure that they're going to have as as they do so you can know what to expect as well and know how to probably in, nudge them back. Like, okay, you went over here, but you got to get back over here. You know, you shouldn't really be doing that. Right. You know? So that that's, that's just really good. It's just communication. Right. You know, it's just communication.
0: And what I'm hearing from you is the tone and talking more gentle, right? And really keying in on the goal of why they're talking to you about it, not... You ain't doing this, right? Absolutely. So I think in order for somebody to do that, they have to, for one, they care because they're with you, right? But they have to really be invested in the process almost as much as you are. Absolutely. Because every time you hurt, they're going to hear about it. Every time they see you hurt, they going to feel something. So I feel like being a part of that journey, not just being there for the recovery or after they get out of the room or all that because it's a, it's a process, but actually going yes. to the appointments, going to the groups, doing research too, asking mm-hmm. questions, even asking the doctor's questions. Because now the doctor know like, not only is she backed up with support, but somebody looks like they really invested in this too. So they're not just going to tell you anything, or they going to make sure that they making you feel comfortable
1: going Absolutely. into that process. Yeah. Absolutely. And also... Um one thing I will give my husband credit for at some point he got on his own weight loss journey. Once once he seen me doing really good and everything and he he changed his eating habits. Mm-hmm. He lost he lost a tremendous amount of weight on his own Come without on, without having any, <laughs> you know without having anything. So I definitely commend him for that like I motivated him to do that but I just need the same motivation in return. Right. You know, the same... I'm, I'm not saying like he... I, I'm not saying like he's not supportive, but his support is different. crazy. It's, yeah, it's different <laughs> and I don't like it. What he calls support, I don't like it. You know, that's right. just like you telling your kid... Oh, Billy down the street know how to ride a bike. Why you don't? Uh-huh. Or something like no. Yeah. That's not. That's not gonna make your child want to ride the bike. Right. Because Billy know how, and I like the way you the way you talk to somebody and how you you know present the 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 information what you're trying to give to somebody. It definitely makes a difference. It, it sounds does. more
0: judgmental or comparison, right? Rather than actually being personally supportive of what judgmental you got going on.
1: Is definitely the the word. Okay. Yes.
0: Cool. All right. So let's see. We're talking about. Okay. So, um, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, is there anything else that you can think of that stuck out to you? Like, um, did any of your family members start to notice the weight gain? Did they say anything to you? And did any of your friends mention their concerns of it?
1: People always. Oh, you. Oh, you 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 getting big, or you got big? I, for one, for one, let me tell you something. Nobody ever ever wants to hear that, mm-hmm. even if it is th- even if it is true. For one, when you're when you're growing up, you're a certain size. Like I was always a seven eight until probably about age of twenty two, twenty three, mm-hmm. and then after the third child, that's when I started gaining weight. So of course you're going to gain some weight. Nobody ever stays the exact same size that they were. So when people would walk up to me. You know, I'm talking about well, oh, you you gain you gain weight, you got big. Okay, so did you. Mm-hmm. Or or that didn't stop you from looking ugly today. Like nobody wants to hear that, so please stop telling people that. That's not like it's it's not flattering. It's definitely not a comment. It's an insult. And some people actually some people can't help when they do gain weight because of certain things that are going on that's why like some people can't help when they lose a lot of weight mm-hmm. because of different issues that may be going on with them so next time you tell somebody oh you're getting big stop and consider you don't know their story right you don't know what's going on why they started gaining this weight or losing weight for that matter right so stop with that i hate it when people did did that. that yeah that just bought that always has bothered me right because I don't walk up to somebody and say that I'm, I'm just not that's that's not cute
0: so would that even trigger you to go eat
1: no no that won't trigger me to go eat okay that triggers me to honestly want to slap somebody yeah because I, I just don't like it and like I said what do you think I'm supposed to stay the exact same size all my life mm-hmm no, I don't want to be unhealthy. Right, but I difference. also don't want to be a toothpick either. Right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it it's, it 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 hits it hits different though. Mm-hmm. It does. It hits different when somebody sit there and say, "Oh, you you got big or you gained weight." And like I said, I can care less what somebody says about me, mm-hmm. but what I'm feeling, you know, if somebody say that to me and I am feeling some type of way about myself, mm-hmm. you know, like. I need to get out this funk. I just need yeah. to get it together. Like I know I'm not doing my body any justice mm-hmm. by sitting here keep, you know, doing what I'm doing. Right. It it it, it like I said, it will hit different, and you just you know looking like this. Bitch. Yeah. You know, even though you're feeling that inside, but it's like it's, Like I don't need you to tell me what I already know. Mm-hmm. Basically, right. Hmm. That yeah.
0: That's okay. So let's go back to. 2011 after you got the surgery when you lost a lot of weight did you get any of that response to like oh like for the people who didn't uh, know you got the surgery be like oh you dropped a lot of weight or did they you know did certain
1: things bother you about that okay this is what bothered me after surgery with people people just just shut up <laughs> people would say oh you don't need to lose no more weight for one you don't know my. You don't know my how. What happy weight? You don't weight? know my happy weight or mm-hmm. my happy body. Whatever. Like you don't know how I'm feeling or how why I feel. I may need to lose five more pounds or ten more pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, but I got that from so many people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't. You don't need to lose no more weight. Mm-hmm. Who are you to tell me now how much weight should I lose? For you know, two years ago it was. Oh, you getting big. Now it's... You don't need to lose no more weight. Like, I don't. I don't get that with people. Like, man, yeah. no business. Right. I, you don't. Can't tell me. Don't tell me how small I should get. Like that just never made sense to me. Uh-huh. But when I tell you, I got that from All way too many people. Yeah. Way too many. I could people. I can imagine. Way too and I was like, I don't know, because some people, I'm gonna be honest, some people was jealous mm-hmm. that I was getting getting my happy back, mm-hmm. and getting back down, and and being more healthy. You right. know, some people were jealous, right? You know, some because some people were running around telling people, oh, you know, she had surgery. For one, you didn't need to know I had surgery because you were not either the close family member to me mm-hmm. or a person that I called a friend or sister or whatever. So why would I go around? Labyrinth that I had surgery. If you see me two, three years later, and you can come up to me and say, Oh, you look good. Your cousin told me you had surgery. For one, that wasn't my cousin's place to tell you because I don't, evidently, I don't rock with you like that mm-hmm. if you didn't hear it from me. Right. Or I didn't, you know, I haven't even seen you in three years and you just not seeing me and I had this surgery three years ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? So people just, people need to mind their business. Shut up telling people business. <laughs> It's not that I, I'm, I was ashamed of having surgery. I'm like, I didn't care, but it just wasn't every, it's not, that's like me saying, oh, hey, shout out to the world. I'm about to go get my tubes tied. That's not nobody's business uh-huh. unless it's somebody that who needs to know. Right. You know, so, I mean, it, it wasn't a problem. It's just like how you, you could tell somebody else's business. Right. That's what I'm saying.
0: Now, can you tell the difference between somebody who was being jealous or somebody who wanted to know your weight loss? plan or your how you how did you do it could you tell the difference if they were like
1: oh my oh, yeah. god I see
0: you lost a lot of weight like how yeah. would they approach it could you tell by the approach yeah, yeah
1: because honestly the the jealousy was um people that's in the close. family yeah <laughs> close uh-huh. to you yeah that's where the, that's where you see the jealousy hit from the most it's not uh-huh. yeah it's not people out in the streets uh-huh. it's, it's it's the close people
0: yeah because I, I mean I could see if a co-worker
1: was like oh my gosh like You know, you look good. Like, how how did you do it, or something like that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you can tell because, like I said, most (laughs) the jealousy gonna come from within. Mm. It's not gonna be from out from outside. Yeah. Sorry, but that's how (laughs) that's how that's how it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we went over like uh, how how to affect you. Now, did you see the surgery being? I, I already. I feel like I already know the answer, but. Did you see the surgery being a waste because you gained the the weight back, or did you see it differently because you gained it back like did you did did you gain the success of the surgery based on what
1: i the surgery was not a waste okay. I will not say that just because I'm bigger now than what I even was last year? I will not say the surgery is was a waste, Okay, but all I just want people to know is do. All of the research that you possibly can, because there are things that can happen if you're not taking care of yourself, eating properly, getting up, getting enough of the nutrients and stuff. And the dental, the dental part, along with the ulcers, was just one of the. That's just the main. Like I smile gorgeous, mm-hmm. never really had any issues. And then when you start having these problems, you, you're not thinking about it's surgery related until guess what? You're looking up information that you should have had when you first had the surgery, like, oh wow, this is why I'm having dental problems because mm-hmm. I'm not getting enough of these nutrients that I used to get, yeah, you know, growing up. Like, you know, so it's it may some people may be like, oh, I just get falsy teeth or something like that. No, yeah. try to take care of what you have already, right. you know, try to take care of what you have already. You know, take your multivitamins, take your B12, take your your um, vitamins for your um, hair, Hair. you know, hair, skin and nails, because some people have bad breakouts. Mm -hmm. It's just it's a lot that can that your body can go through after surgery. So just please really do your research. So I'm not saying that I regret surgery because I don't. But one thing I wish I would have done after surgery is after I had gastric bypass, maybe not, maybe a year later. I would have went on and had the tummy tuck that we're going to talk about. Right,
0: in part three. (laughs) So I'm so glad we hit that because I feel like this is the meat of what we want to talk about because a lot of people um, are thinking about surgery or they are wondering because, I mean, you might have people that's close to you, but you don't feel comfortable asking. So, you know, that's why I feel like this is such a valuable podcast because she's willing to be so transparent about experience and her journey and I hope that helps somebody especially if you have loved ones or people close to you and you know you need that support and you they need to know upfront what to say and what to leave alone and what to not say and how to say so um, I feel like that was really good so part three we're really gonna get deep dive deep into the advice and like what really needs to take place in order for you to have a successful journey at this Um, and also what she wants to do, um, afterwards. So I know she said she, there's another, um, type of weight loss solution that she wanted to, uh, take part in. So you're going to learn about that in the next episode. So YouTubers, stay tuned and podcasters stay listening. It's a sweat slate podcast.
1: Bye y'all. Bye. you have to like really really restrict yourself because you will gain the weight and that's what happened to me that's why one of the things one of the things that i feel like i'm heavier than what i even was when i first moved here is from me doing the keto diet and then trying to get back get back to a healthy um healthy state so i am considering i'm not considering i'm going to do another surgery is going to be a tummy tuck is what I want. I want a tummy tuck. I want an extended tummy tuck. But here's the thing. Since I've gained so much weight back, I had my consultation, my phone consultation with um, Mia Aesthetics. And the doctor recommends light 360 Lipo. I don't want 360 Lipo. But because I'm back in this place to where I I right now I don't have control over my body as far as how I put this weight on. I don't have control over that right now. I got to get that back here. And and I'm working on that. As I'm talking to you, I am working on that mental state where I'm full-fledged getting back in shape, getting back healthy like I was, but I was told your BMI is too high when that was once under control. So that 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 set me that set me back a little bit emotionally because I knew I had control over my over my body at one point but to be told that after you've had a surgery like as like gastric bypass it's just like a slap in the face and it's a slap in the face only to me because I knew what I was getting into when I had the gastric bypass I knew as far as What could happen as far if I didn't like take my vitamins? I knew I can um, probably become um, dehydrated or um, what's that nutrient deficiency? deficiency, Yeah, you know. But I didn't know I would probably have teeth falling out. I didn't know I would develop ulcers because I I did I um, take aspirin instead of something else for the pain that I was feeling when I was going through something else. So all I'm saying is now, where I'm at now today, is I want a tummy tuck. I can't get one because I have to get my BMI down again. And I have to get my weight down again for a whole nother surgery. So what I would like, what I would tell you, if you do go through with the surgery, as as I said in part one, part two, I'm going to keep reiterating. Mm -hmm. Please, please, please do your research. Do more research. Then, just what's there, go to a support group. start the support group before the surgery. Start the support group If you have a significant other, please involve them as much as possible. Let them know that I really need you to listen to what they're telling me because some stuff you may hear and it, and it goes in one ear and out the other, but your but your significant other may be like, "Hey, no, no, no." This is what was said. So just please do your research so you know what you're really getting into for the long haul, for the long haul. And no, surgery is just a tool. Mm-hmm. It is a tool. It is not the no all begin-all. It's not the oracle of getting your body how you, it's not, it will not stay that way if you don't do the necessary steps. You have to eat right. You have to work out. It's like, it's a must. They go hand in hand. You have to eat right. You have to, you have to work out. And if I can go back after I had surgery, I've always wanted a tummy tuck because once you have kids, your muscles get out of place and it's really no way to get your muscles back into place once they've been stretched out from having kids, but a tummy tuck. I would have had my tummy tuck then. 2011, I had surgery. 2012, no later than 2013, when I was down to 153 pounds, I would have had my tummy tuck then. And guess what? I wouldn't be going through the doctor telling me, oh, you can't have a tummy tuck. You have to do lipo 360 because your BMI is too high and you're, you weigh you weigh too much. I have to lose like 30 pounds and get my BMI down like two, like 2%. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot, mm-hmm. especially when you've gotten back into this lifestyle of "I'm gonna eat what I want to eat." Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to retrain my brain to know I can't have that. It's not good for me. And take, take a, take a, definitely take your before pictures, mm-hmm. take your in between pictures, mm-hmm. and guess what? Find you a picture that you want to look like again, whether it's you or. Somebody else, hopefully it's you, you know, how you may have looked at five years ago and you want to get back to that place, you know, get, get something that can remind you of one of your, you know, some of your happiest times. And this is where you want to be, but you have to get, you have to be here first. Definitely. You have to, you have to be mentally ready to take on everything that's going, that's going to come with that surgery. And that when I say everything I'm talking about, we've talked about people that's going to be jealous of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We talk, we've we talked about um, nutrient deficiency, a little bit about that, that that can happen. Your hair can come out. You can um, break out with acne. Um, your nails can become dis- discolored. Um, you could develop ulcers if you're not taking the right medications. You can stretch your stomach out, which is the most... Um, one of the most messed up things you can do, which in this case, I did do that. Mm-hmm. I know I stretched my stomach out because I should not be the size I am right now if that did not happen mm-hmm. because of the foods I had started putting into my body. So please, if you're in it, if you get the surgery, don't do a double take. And 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 it's not regretting the surgery, but regretting your lifestyle mm-hmm. right the decisions that you that you've made along the way mm-hmm. 4 or 5 years later you know 6 years later it right. affects you right. it affects you that that I know and and please do not ever think that you can't gain you can't gain the weight back right don't think that because right. you can
0: and the lifestyle change sounds like that's major key so a lot of people think that you're invincible to not gaining weight when you have these type of procedures But like she said your stomach can adapt to the stretching that you're putting on your body and she mentioned the term dumping and so if you start practicing these bad habits and there's consequences to those that you can't really revert as quick as the gastric bypass made you lose and so you kind of get this mindset of oh okay since i lost the weight easily Mm-hmm. You know, then I I can't seriously gain it back as easily because you know I went through such a huge process to do this, but as quick as you can blink, right? And, you looked up. Blink
1: of an eye, you will have that weight back on you. And like she was saying, when we was talking when I was talking about the dumping syndrome. Yeah, at first, if if you have the surgery, you you go through the dumping syndrome. It will hurt like nobody's business. But if you keep on iterating food, those foods into your life, guess what? Your body is going to start getting back used to those sweets and unhealthy foods and that's how you're able to start digesting them without the dumping, sy- um, dumping syndrome and start stretching your stomach out because you're making your body get used to it mm-hmm. over time. Even though you went through this pain and you said, you know what? But I really love that cake so I'm going to do it again. You have to, your mind has to be right. You just have to be ready to leave things alone and know that there are alternatives. It is, it's alternative sweets that you can have Mm -hmm. if you're a sweethead like me. Mm -hmm. It's some, it's a lot that, that I'm re, that I am trying to reiterate and retrain my, my mind and my brain to know. Right. I don't have to have this to make myself happy mm-hmm. to get out of my my mood that I'm in because I'm sad today mm-hmm. you know because something happened i mean just a little bit since the the weight that I have on now i i put part of it on i don't want to put it on keto keto was a good diet it's, it's just like i said if you but once you get off of it you can definitely gain the weight back and some and i did that because i moved here in may and by I want to say September of last year, I have seven family members that were gone out of my life, dead, died, whatever the situation may be. I won't get into any of that, but that put such a strain on, on my emotional state mm-hmm. and my mental that I couldn't focus. Mm-hmm. All I just wanted to do was, I know I got to go to work cause I got bills to pay, but mm-hmm. After that, I'm just, I'm going to eat, and I'm going to eat whatever I eat outside. I'm, I wasn't cooking as much as I used to. I was just eating whatever. I'm riding through McDonald's. I hadn't ate McDonald's in years. So when I tell you when life happens and you let it run, let you literally let it just happen to you like you don't take control of it, you'll end up with all that weight back on you. And that's what happened to me. So please stay focused. Be mind ready. Be mindful of, you know, your significant other, spouse, best friend, or whoever is having it. Be mindful of of the situation that they're going to have to face, the, you know, the problems. And just just be ready for the journey. Be definitely prepared for the journey and know that you can gain the weight back.
0: Right. And I think as a fitness professional and somebody who helps people with lifestyle adjustments because... Taking on a weight loss journey in itself is very emotional because it's very personal. And a lot of people don't realize how emotional a fitness journey is, especially if you have not developed the mindset of discipline, of consistency, of hard work, of um, you know trying to recover from loss or Um, tragic events in your life or sudden unexpected things that happen to you financially, mentally, emotionally. um, Those transitions can be the detriment of you. And a lot of people don't realize that it starts in the mind. Because where the mind goes, everything else follows it. And people don't realize that your habit is a result of what you think. And so if you think something... You can even be thinking about cake, y'all, and your mouth will start, like your saliva will build up. And that's how strong the mind is because it responds to everything that you think in your head. And so once you get a handle on your head, everything else, and and this sounds so cliche, but I deal with hundreds of women every year. And I can tell you, the first issue is how they think. And I will never lose weight or I will never be the size that, you know, lo- as long as I can get and they settle for certain things. Like, um, I will never get down to a size 10, but i settle for a 14. But why? Is it because you don't want to work hard enough? Is it because, you know, you can't be as disciplined? Where does this idea come from? You know, and I think the, uh, the, a lot of the self-sabotaging and you just kind of go
1: into this, this downward spiral. And it all comes from one thought. That was good. Self sabotaging. <laughs> I would definitely say that that's probably me. And it wasn't on it wasn't on purpose. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I love me, mm-hmm. but it wasn't on purpose. But definitely self sabotaging because you you you're not thinking about what you're doing. You just know it makes me feel good in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me feel good in this moment. So I'm going to do it, right? Even though the repercussions is far greater than a reward. Mm-hmm. You know. So she, yeah that mind is, is a it's a powerful thing and we you do you got to be ready you right have to be ready and you got to stay there too mm-hmm. you have to your mind has to stay there it right does.
0: and so I think um uh, just as advice to anybody is that you have to have an action plan and when I tell people that it's not just for that month it's not just for a couple weeks it's not for that year but this is what you do you tell yourself this is the perfect game plan that if it if it goes out great then good. But you need to have something for that bad day. And you need to have a plan for if I feel sick or if I have cramps and can't go to the gym. If I eat bad, if I have a cheat day or cheat week, if I have a whole cheat month, what will I do? Like you need to have these plans planned out so that this roadmap don't look like a straight and narrow because it never happens that way. It never and I'm I'm saying this from a personal experience. I never had surgery. But what I'm telling you is that when I meet these women and I'm talking about when you uh relapse from having a baby and you look up and you are size eighteen and you was a eight. I'm talking about when you lose a husband and you're a widow and you have no idea how you got to a size twenty four and you was a size four. So these are coming from experiences that I experience with women and I, I think I take on grief too. Cause when somebody tells me something I'm like, oh my God. But you always have to go back to your plan and what happened before you had all this happen to you and how disciplined you were and how confident you were and how motivated you were and go to that. So make your plan out what would happen if it was, if it's go all good, if it happens when it go all bad. And what if I'm somewhere in, in between and where will I start if I ever get to this point? Because you never know where life will take you.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. 150% with what she said. And I will tell you, you are your biggest motivator. You are your biggest motivator. You are your biggest critic. Mm-hmm. You have to motivate yourself right. to get up every day, do what you need to do, whether right. it's start 30 minutes a day walking, mm-hmm. whether it's getting on whether it's meal prepping, mm-hmm. whether you think about surgery or not, mm-hmm. if you can start once you start losing the weight. On your own, you may not want to have surgery after you've, you know, seen all the ins and outs of it and how, you know, it can affect you years later. Right. You may not want to, but definitely, 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 with or without surgery, you have to eat right. You got to work out. Right. It's it's like no way around that. It's mm-hmm. no way around that unless you a person that's like she say, gene, the genes is in in you for you to be just skinny. And, but still what you put in your body may not work out for you when you turn 70 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you small, but you unhealthy, Mm -hmm. you know, so just, just think about that and just really do your research and your homework and start somewhere.
0: Right. And I think like she said, with these support groups is awesome. But another thing, even if you can't get, um, A fitness trainer or something like that. I think you need to find someone who is more um, educated and more knowledgeable than you. Then how you can take on this journey after you have surgery, or even before you have surgery, and you have to meet these criteria that you have to hit the BMI and and a certain weight or whatever, get off medication or become, you know, get off insulin. Whatever the case may be, that you have to have for in order to have the surgery or if you're thinking about surgery you have to think about your health first like think about don't think that he's giving you a guideline to reach but this is because you need to be healthier and people yeah. you know you stress so much about wanting to look a certain size but what type of legacy are you building for your family what what are you what message are you sending to your children they're watching you eat they're watching you emotionally eat they're watching you uh, they, they're watching you be unhealthy. They're watching how you how you pace yourself when you can't walk a certain distance. or up a certain amount of stairs. Legacy building is big for me. And I think about generations. And I think about my grandchildren. Just like she said, like she wanted to be there for her grandchildren. She wanted to, you know, you got to stay alive in order to see these type of graduations and weddings and see your child have their first child. And all these things are bigger than you. So when you start getting outside of yourself and trying to beat yourself up, you gotta think about the bigger picture sometimes and know that you're worth these moments and these experiences that you have to be fully alive and vibrant and well and healthy to experience. So that's my, that's my key thing for everybody is that you gotta love yourself enough to get up. And when you fall down, you gotta get up strong. And your redemption has to be greater than the thoughts in your head, these evil comments and self-sabotaging that you do and beating yourself up. You gotta get up. And know that like it's a better story and a testament that you know you can even talk about it. Because if you're ashamed and embarrassed, you can't witness to nobody else. Like you can't talk about your story. You can't be confident enough in yourself to say like, "Hey, this is my story," but I'm willing to sacrifice how I feel in order to help somebody else. So to get to that place, you really do have to be a confident woman. You really have to be a woman of substance to know your worth. Because if you're not, you're gonna suffer in silence, and who's benefiting from it?
1: Nobody at all. And one one last thing I would like to um, point out, if you do have a bad day, don't let that bad day be a continuance for your tomorrow and the next day. Right. You had a bad day, wash it away, keep it in the past, and move forward and let the next day be greater than yesterday. Yeah, that's
0: good. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast because um, a lot of people will get surgeries and they will post and they will you know, and like I said, it's all cool when you can post on Instagram and you can show off your body and get all these compliments, but who's there to tell you how to get back up when you, when it goes wrong, you know, or when, or when the surgery after effects doesn't look like you want it to look, you need that support. And so I hope that you find that her voice was your voice and that, that you are not alone and that, there's people out there, like she said. There's support groups. There's there's people that that are educated in nutrition and weight loss that can help you get back on your feet. And so she has a podcast, uh, a YouTube, YouTube channel.
1: So tell them what's your my to. YouTube is Chandra Jackson Pickett. Um, I may change the name to my Instagram, which is Chandra's Dream No um, Underscore No Label. I may change that, but it's Chandra Jackson Pickett. So please follow me on YouTube. I will be also um putting this on my youtube the good the bad and the good, the bad, the ugly of the surgery, yeah, along with my now what i'm doing what i'm gonna be doing now as far as trying to lose the weight, mm-hmm. eating better workout videos um meal plans, meal prep, all that good stuff is gonna be there,
0: yeah, and so i I want to um talk to her and I'm, I'm gonna give you some advice and i hope we can
1: make a follow-up video about absolutely, this absolutely because we can gotta see <laughs> how i get get some of this back off of me yeah you know, and get back get back to a healthy state whether i end up going through with the ex um lipo 360 because that's not what i really want if whether i end up going through with that in some months from now or You know, just how how I'm doing and how much I'm losing and and getting to. So I look forward to coming back and showing y'all my results. So y'all,
0: she already said it. She's coming back to the Sweat and Slay podcast. This has been an awesome series of episodes. If y'all have no idea what we're talking about, you have to go back and listen to part one and two because she dropped so many gems and has been so transparent throughout this whole, the good and the bad and the ugly of gastric bypass. So I want to thank you. Because it's not many women that will come and be a voice for people who suffer like this and and many suffer in silence and they feel like, why would I tell something so traumatic about myself and so ashamed of and, you know, but like I said, you have to triumph over those things. So the fact that you've gotten to this point, a lot of women are, are probably really excited to see somebody and and put a name, a face, and a voice to something that they always probably wanted to do or want want to have the courage to do and don't have the courage to do it. And so this, I'm telling y'all, this is just the beginning, like the beginning because she has so much more to achieve and to accomplish. And so I'm excited to be on this journey with her. And this podcast and her YouTube channel is to show people, like show women, to show anybody, who go through anything that's tough and that's hard that there's a voice and there's people Absolutely. out there so thank you guys for watching and i thank her again for coming on the Sweat and Slay podcast and thanks it's your girl Fakaya and Chandra alright I'll see y'all later bye <laughs>